0: What is up, Rose? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the crease dive. Today is Friday, October 25th, and the boys are back on the mics. Now, I gotta be, I don't know exactly how long we're back on the mics for. Like, the two of us, as you guys all know, we love lacrosse just as much as everybody else out there, but like, when there's nothing going on in the lacrosse world, like it's kind of hard to have anything to talk about. So the boys, we, we took a quick little hiatus for a couple weeks after the PLL championship, but we've got plenty to talk about today. So with me again, as always, we've got Jake on the mics, Jake, how you been? What, what have you been up to these last few weeks?
1: Uh, just living life, man. Um, we, you know, kind of in the low point, there's not a whole lot of lacrosse that's been on. Um, I, I, got, I got to catch some, uh, uh some of the team usa um fall classic matches that was nice gave me a little bit of a taste of what we might see this this coming spring um just been kicking back uh it's been you know i'm a huge weather guy as always uh it's been raining a little bit more in atlanta so um you know it's gotten a little bit cooler so you know it's that, that fall weather that fall balls in full effect so you know you know as well as me the the you got to start packing an extra jacket when you're out there coaching because uh, by the time you know the boys are out there running their 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 sprints uh, you need to put that jacket on so that's where I'm at
0: yeah I'm always in that like weird because because like I'm one of the assistant coaches that like I don't really have like an actual job like my job is to to warm up the goalies but like they don't really need me for like anything else so like warming up goalies like like I treat that like like that's my biggest event for the day so it, it's always tough like you're wearing a bunch of jackets cause you don't want to be cold on the sideline, but then you're going to warm up the goalie and I'm just like trying to sling as, as much gas as I possibly can. So like after four or five shots, I'm already dripping wet. So I got to start losing the jackets and then, you know, then I'm too hot to put the jackets back on, but then the sweat cools down and then I'm fucking frozen. And then by the time that I put the jackets back on, like I'm already at that point where I'm too cold or like, I can't even like warm myself back up. So it's, it's a struggle
1: out there for sure. Yeah, you definitely, you know, uh, I I think the advantage is like, you know, if you're if you're a bigger boy like me, you know, I'm It's not even that like I'm a sweater, right? Like I sweat all the fucking time if I even remotely get if I even think about working out or something, I'm sweating. So, you know, I have to I have to layer up at all at all points in time, you know, so I, I got I got all the jackets in in the car ready to go. But, you know. Man, it, 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 I think there's no worse feeling in the world than sweating in like a windbreaker jacket, and yeah, just it's oh, sticking and, and, and to like
0: leaves are like and like the, the, uh, the, the because the bottom of the sleeve is like drenched in sweat, so it's a little heavier, so it's pulling down because it's heavier, and then it's so just bad down sweaty windbreaker material on the top of your arm. Yeah, that's an all-time yeah not we, great. You know what? We got to get on the line with Jerry Reganese of Pro Athletics and and see if they can come up with any uh, you know, any jacket material that just for for the for the guys out there who just sweat profusely even if they just like look outside, like like you and me. Um, you know, we we definitely need some material like that. But yeah, so the struggle is real. But do you want to know who's not struggling right now? Jake. Tell me, Jordy. The Premier Lacrosse League because Little, little, uh, breaking. Well, it's not breaking news anymore. But the big news of the week is that the PLL will be expanding to seven teams in the 2020 season. That news was breaking on part of my take of Barstool Sports. So Paul Rabel head into the uh, went, went into the PMT studios just. Barged his way right in there because it's Paul Rabel's world and we're all just living in it. Barged in there and just, uh, you know, announced the, the news to the world and really just shocked the nation. Uh, so after, you know, after a great inaugural season, obviously things went well enough to where they can add a new team. So, uh, you know, before we, we get talking about this real quick, I just want to mention that this segment is brought to us by Let's Live CBD. So anywhere you look these days, CBDs all around, like everyone's talking about it, everyone's using it, uh, but let's live, like they've got uh, you know, they've, they've got some lacrosse connections. They've got a bunch of guys in the PLL using their products, uh, you know, and it's, it's the typical CBD stuff that, you know, you can typically find, you know, whether it's pills or the oil drops or, you know, some lotion. Uh, so, you know, let's live CBD. And But the best thing about them is it's just straight from, you know, their farm right to you, right to your hands. Uh, you know, there's no pesticides, no fertilizer, no anything like that. Uh, so, you know, for guys like Jake and I who have been through a, quite a few, uh, you know, knee surgeries, those, those ACLs aren't quite hanging in there, working out these days, listen, take a couple drops of Let's Live CBD, all of a sudden that knee's feeling brand new again. Maybe after a run. Throw a little uh, of, of the topical cream on that knee, feeling brand new again. So, let's live CBD. You can find them at let'slivecbd.com and also on Instagram at, at let's live CBD. Um, but yeah, so the PLL, a seventh team is coming, and that's, that's huge news for a couple of reasons. But I think that the biggest reason is that it proves that year one was a success. Like I don't think that they would be this quick to throw in a new team if they had any doubts about how
1: the first season went. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. I I totally agree. I also think that the other interesting factor, and I think I might be getting ahead of myself, um, is that I saw a tweet from noted friend of the pod, Joe Keegan, about how um, the expansion draft is going to work. Um, And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that each team keeps 10 and the rest of the players go back into the pool? Well, so you've got some starters that will go back into the pool? Well, so so you can protect 10. So there, Protect. There 10, yeah, Sorry. So there, protect there, 10. There are 10 it's guys. It's fantasy the, football. <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> so you you protect them at all costs. Uh, and so, like, those are your guys where this new team's coming in, and you're like, hey, 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 new team, all right? Keep your fucking greasy paws away from my 10 studs right here. Now, the other guys on the team, now, they'll – they go into, they don't go back into the player pool, but they're just exposed for the dress. So like out of those 14 guys, I don't know how many are getting picked for each, for, like from each team. Um, I I didn't quite see that, Uh, but either way, so you pick from those 14 and then whoever doesn't get picked, they're still going to be on that team. So it's not like they're like just mm-hmm. back into the player pool, but those four, I mean, but out of those 14 guys, I guess you know, a couple of them will get picked off in the expansion draft. Um, and like that's you know, that we, we talked about it all season long how all of these teams are just absolutely loaded, how there's just so much talent on these rosters. So, just finding 10 guys is, is going to be tough for all of these teams because there's more than 10 studs on each squad.
1: Yeah, it's going to be rough. It's going to be – some hearts are going to be broken. Some feelings are going to be hurt. Or maybe maybe everyone's a grown man and, you know, there's no hard feelings. But, I mean, that means your new expansion team can come in and maybe snatch uh, Pat Spencer from the Archers. Or if if Pat is still – still you know what? I, I think this is me. I'm projecting that I just – I want Pat Spencer to suit up and play so badly that if I talk about it enough, it will happen. So I'm trying to manifest Pat Spencer into the PLL. So just don't mind me folks. Like I'm, I've got my own ideas about what Pat Spencer should be doing. I know much better than him where, where, where he should be. So just, just, just let me have my thing. Okay.
0: Listen, I've long said that the the best career choice that anyone in the world can make is to turn down the NBA and pursue a career in professional lacrosse. So Pat Spencer, like, listen, if you need agents to kind of steer you in the right direction, we're available. Okay. Yeah, we're available. We're, we'll are we be two-for-one package. You don't even have to give us health insurance. Um, but, yes, Joe Keegs, though, he did bring that one up where, like, is Pat Spencer a guy that the Archers protect? Because, like, that's a point where you got to be like, all right, like, like you don't want to waste one of your ten guys that you can protect on a guy who, like, who knows – if, if he's playing next year. So um, I like where your head's at to kind of just talk it into existence. So like, obviously we would all love for him to play pro lacrosse, but it just depends on like what he does. And if he's like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do this summer, then you might leave him exposed. And if he's
1: exposed, yes, some, you have to take him. I like it. I also hate it because, you know, you, you, you got to, each of these coaches is going to have to, sit down and evaluate, well, what are my 10 guys, you know? Some guys are going to get left out. Um, but I think more important than that is what is the color scheme that this new team is going to be rocking? Because you've got you got all, – we're all over the map, right? You know, the Chrome have got their Miami Heat thing going on. The Archers and the Atlas have lots of shades of blue. You know, Archers you know are lots of shades of blue. Um, Redwood's got their green and browns on um and then you know we're missing we're missing some uh some yellows some pinks you know they we're missing some starburst colors honestly yeah
0: yeah i mean chrome they have the pink go and they also have the pink socks which is
1: true crazy. i mean it, maybe um maybe we should but- just get rid of those
0: but uh, yeah, it'll probably come down to whatever the team name is. So if you listen to the Wednesday episode of part of my take, you heard that Paul Rabel will be going back on PMT. Uh, so by the time that you're listening, it's today's episode uh, of of part of my take. So if you're listening to this right now, there's a chance that the team name is already out there for, on PMT. So go give that a listen. Um, but yeah, so they will be workshopping the name with uh, Big Cat, P- PFT, and Hank over there. Um, i I liked you put out from the Crease dive account a pretty solid suggestion, one that I was really really amped up for. Is it not like a great like well it, go ahead of, and
1: go ahead and tell everybody if if they're not following on on Twitter if you guys aren't following us on Twitter, the first thing that I thought of the only name that I thought of, you know I thought of something like first thing I thought was like like the Jackhawks or like the Velociraptors or something something like but I was like no uh. What about the Killer Bees? I think that one is fantastic. There's already a parody of that in the big three, the Killer Threes, and they're champions. So, I mean, the color scheme's real simple. You've got yellow and black. What's up? You know, Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing it for years. My only, my only suggestion and my only rule was that if they do accept the Killer Bees name, there will not be that pinstripe jailbird-looking shit with uh, the, the yellow the Steelers. In- yeah. Oh, my God. I, we we No, absolutely no. not. Now I'm sure my, it'll be sick.
0: Now, my only hesitation with the team being called the Killer Bees is, like, so if they go to the playoff, or, like, let's just say that they have a, a miserable regular season, or if they go to the playoffs and they lose, they're setting themselves up pretty heavily for the uh, Bees are dying at an alarming uh, uh,
1: rate uh, meme so yeah, they, you don't you don't want to become a meme so that's, i mean that's,
0: that's one rule of life you don't want to become a meme and if bees are dying at an alarming rate and you are the killer bees and you end up getting bounced from the playoffs that's meme material 101
1: and that's really like that really sets them out sets them up too for a lot of like really bad puns like ah, oh, the bees got swatted this weekend mm. or the, uh, you know, the, the
0: or or like first win like you know, chaos gets stung by the bees.
1: Oh God. Yeah. No. And I, that's pretty bad.
0: The only Uh, other suggestion that I would have, and, and this one's a a little off the board, but what if we went with the boys? (laughs) Now, what if they were just, because think about it. Everyone's always, everyone's always fired up for the boys. Guess who, guess who everyone wants to see buzzing. They want to see the boys buzzing. Okay.
1: So the boys, the boys are back in town the
0: boys are back in town, like that's a name right there where you set yourself up like everyone's a fan of you, right like just they they might not capitalize the boys you know when they're talking about you, but you know guys like you, you never capitalize anything when you're talking about when, right when, when you're talking on the line um but so like they're everyone's always talking about the boys, and everyone always wants to be for the boys so if the team name is the boys, well, guess what? You already have a built-in fan base of absolutely fucking everybody.
1: Yeah, that's a two birds, one stone situation going on right there. It's not a bad. It's not a bad suggestion. What would the color scheme be like? You the know, boys, I'll see. It'll be uh probably tie dye, <laughs> just like a yeah. Oh yeah, tie dye, tie dye. Okay, <laughs> just, just like uh, a, just
0: a Grateful Dead shirt.
1: <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> Well, they could do the uh, like the ECD guys did uh, the Hawaiian shirts. The
0: Hawaiians, yeah, they could be they could be the first pro team to rock jorts as as a part of their official uniform.
1: Hey, uh, Jerry, Jerry, I know that new, Jerry Reganese, I know that New Balance has the contract, but Pro Athletics it seemed to be it seems to be all over that uh, those color schemes. I think we could get some like some some nice shorts that look like jorts. Yeah, and the Hawaiian the Hawaiian jerseys. I the only thing is,
0: I would want the jorts though to like have like that that fray at the bottom. Like like yeah. I don't yeah, I, I want them to be cut off jeans, not necessarily just jorts. Unless they're, I don't know. I got unless like you went to like a like a thrift store and like found jorts that were from like like two thousand two, like like specifically made jorts that are like you know, more like Capri's at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think between the killer bees and the boys that those are two solid suggestions. So it's a shame that we weren't brought on to this, uh, you know, advisory board for the name, but if, if it's not too late, I think that those are two that should be in consideration.
1: Definitely. And I know that Paul Rabel is listening, uh, so you know Paul and Mike, I know you guys listen to us uh you know if you if you ever need to ten ninety nine somebody for some for some uh consulting services, Jordy and I are both available please so. do not
0: please do not ten ninety nine me I don't know how to file those in my taxes,
1: <laughs> yeah, not to get political or anything, but what are taxes i
0: i there it's a Ponzi scheme i believe ten ninety nine you file a ten ninety nine that's like Cause they that always ends up you just lose like all of your money. They're like, "Hey, how much do you have in your bank account right now?" And then they just like put a gun to your head, and you're like, "You had a fucking ten ninety nine. Give me all of it."
1: Um, I think I'd I think I'd rather get robbed than be ten ninety nine.
0: Yeah, at least I have like a story about it. You know, I can like go back and be like, "Yeah, I got robbed, but you know, I you know fought them off, and I'm still alive." You get ten ninety nine, no one gives a shit about that story. They're like, "Fucking sweet, dude, go away." Um, But yeah, the, back though to just like expansion in general. Um, so when, when Paul explained it on PMT about having the, the seventh team, so having an odd number of teams, you know, he mentioned that, you know, that's, it gives the schedule, you know, it gives each team some, uh, what was the exact, like natural buys or something, maybe like organic buys. I don't know what it was, but like when you, you know, you have, I don't know if people know this or not, but in a game you have two teams playing. So if you divide seven by two, That gives you three games and and one left over. So, you know, there's going to be more buys for more teams in the schedule, which is good to give these guys some extra rest. But I also think that just the one team is good because, like, you don't want to water it down too much at one time. So, like, what we saw last year with the six teams is all of these teams are absolutely loaded. Every team can just get up and down the field and put together some unreal highlights, play some unreal defense, have great goalies when you have a seven team in there, each team's not going to be quite like as low, like there's still plenty of great lacrosse players out there to where you can feel those seven teams and they'll be fine. But like, it's not going to be quite as low. Now, when you keep adding more and more, like, like once you get to the point where you're like the NFL and you have what, 32 teams, like that's when you get your Miami dolphins that just like can't win a single fucking game. That's when you get, um, you know, the, like, like even even your beloved
1: Atlanta Falcons like what a one listen, and five my, my 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 Falcons are not beloved. I <laughs> I am not even a Falcons fan so but, the, the city the city is burning uh but, by, but, right now.
0: But what I'm saying is like once you get more teams in there it be like it's still competitive but, but yeah, but there's less parity. So like you know, 8 would be fine. But just going in kind of baby steps right now, just going from six to seven, there's still going to be the parity there. And then the the drop-off of parity between, you know, having adding that eighth team, the drop-off from the eight to seven isn't going to be nearly as much as what it would be if we went straight from six to eight. So I think, like, that just makes sense to kind of just, like, kind of ease your way into expansion. Um, and then also, like, I, I don't know – exactly how this would, but I guess you like you're still only doing three games a weekend which I think is is good for now I think that three games a weekend is is plenty if you added eight and you start going uh you know four games every weekend it just that's it's it's a lot to ask for you know unless you're like spreading some of those games out throughout the week like a Thursday night game or something like that so just one one team at a time I think that it, it was it was a smart move it shows that the league is doing well enough that they can add another team, but they're not going like crazy being like, all right, now we have 10 teams. And it's like, Whoa, what the fuck just happened here? Like we just got used to these, these new six.
1: I think, you know, Paul and Mike are, uh, and everybody involved, they're really savvy uh, when it comes to kind of this procedural uh, unwrapping of the PLL for us. I think that the seventh, the adding a seventh team is great. It does give a, somebody a bye week every week. Instead of having everybody on the bye week and having you know that that kind of two week break we had um, during the season, um, you're right. I, I think that at some point we'll experience diminishing returns with seven, eight, nine, ten teams. Um, but for right now, I think that you add a seventeen, a seventh team, they can become immediately competitive. Um, you you add an eighth team, I think they're still competitive. Um, I, yeah, I think I,
0: once I, you get once you get to that like ten mark, that's where like. Like you're gonna have one team that's not as competitive,
1: right? You're gonna you're gonna have a, a – I think I think ten is probably the number because that's uh, 240 uh, roughly players in the in the PLL on, on the rosters, and I, I you know I, I think that there's probably I think they probably start with that big of a pool for the the United States men's teams and kind of just whittle it down. So you know there there's definitely gonna be you know some uh, i guess if you put everybody on a scale there's going to be you know the higher end and the lower end but um regardless it's a great move uh just going one at a time and maybe you know next year they bump it up to to 9 um but we'll see how the expansion draft goes it'll be the first uh the uh inaugural PLL expansion draft and uh we'll see where you know we'll see what the fuck happens cuz i'm 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 pumped for it yeah pumped for and- more lacrosse pump, pump for more lacrosse to be on tv man like uh It's always been. It's always nice to just be able to turn it on and be like, ah, there we go. The boys, yeah, the boys are back in town. I'm
0: telling you, that's a.
1: It's good, right? It's. It is. It is. Can you can you trademark that? Just the boys, L.C. (laughs) And like that's a thing. Like no offense
0: to. I mean, you're a big Redwoods guy this season. I, yeah. I kind of, I was, I was like a, I was a bad fan, but I feel like you would jump ship pretty quick with the boys, just because you'd be like, oh, there we go, the, the boys are on, and then yeah. right there, you're you're locked in. Um, speaking of the boys, a cu- couple of boys were out at uh, the Brooklyn Nets game on Wednesday night, uh, courtesy of Joe Sy. So Paul Rabel seen sitting courtside, not a big deal, you know, just. Just right there, at Barclays Center, courtside, doing, doing what courtside people do. Uh, and he was there with Yale head coach Andy Shea. So obviously, the you know, it, I, I think even Paul might have even put it like as as his caption on like not even being close to like trying to disguise it. Just talking about trying to convince Andy Shea to come over to the PLL. Now I don't know if you know the fact that he was so upfront about that means that it was like definitely a joke because like obviously Andy Shea also has ties with Joe Sy because they're uh you know they're both Yale guys but you know I I think there there have been a couple couple coaches that are already you know on that are already out of a, a coaching job in the PLL with Dom Starja and uh John Paul so you know there there's two openings right there and then a third opening for this expansion team so three new coaches are going to be coming into the PLL. If they can somehow get Andy Shea to, you know, the tough thing about that though is like, he's not going to be able to be with the PLL team until like right until that first week. Cause Yale at this point, they're just a perennial final four team. So like you have to imagine that his season at Yale is going to go to Memorial day weekend every year. And then PLL starts up the next weekend. So it, it, it would be a tough, a tough go for him just in terms of scheduling. But if he's somehow able to, you know, if they're somehow able to convince him to come over to the PLL, like that team, whatever team he's coaching, which I hope it's the boys, they are going to be just a bunch of animals because that is what Andy Shea, that is what he develops. And just creates at Yale, just a bunch of fucking beast out there on the field, just thick kings units all over the field, Chris fake calves all over the place, just tree trunks, guys who are going to punish you. Um, so I, I think that that would that would be
1: huge for the league. Yeah, I think that would be. Uh, that was a real meeting of the minds between Paul and Paul and Shea. Uh, you know, Shea's a, a smart guy. Um, Paul, Paul is too. I think Shea would be a really good fit in the PLL. Um, I mean, what he, he's he's breeding winners, as as you're as you're saying. I mean, I think they they have like seven tournament appearances in ten years, and uh, you know they got the national championship in 2018. So, I mean, uh, seems to be a well liked guy. Uh, he's not he's not one of those that's uh, um, hmm, less than less than liked. Right. Like, like let's, you know, you
0: talk about lacrosse coaches, like you bring up Desco one, you get like the whole fire Desco crowd on Twitter, but then like, you also just get people who are like, you know, maybe they're just like, not Q's fans. And they're just like, ah, it's like fucking guy like fucking, or like, you know, Petro, like Petro's a a big, uh, you know, he's a big polarizing figure. Like you, you get people that love him. You get people that hate him. Andy Shea is one of those guys where he just seems like super genuine he seems super like smart and, and successful at his job and just seems like a guy that everyone really enjoys. And like when you're coaching a bunch of, you know, professional athletes, like who aren't kids that are like, they like have to be there for college. Like you're coaching a bunch of men um, who, you know, all get to make their own decisions and they're all traveling a bunch of weekends throughout the summer. Like yeah, you, you want a guy that is super well-respected and just genuine. Like those guys will like, I don't think that there will be a team that's coached by Andy Shea that that entire locker room isn't completely like bought
1: in on him. I'm totally inclined to agree. And you may even see uh TD Erland in there, you know, maybe that he might, he might, he might walk up and be like, Hey, what's up coach? Yeah. That's TD's a question. Got- what,
0: what do we know? What draft pick
1: the expansion team has? Mm, Would they go to the bottom? I feel. I don't think that. I don't think that would be. I mean, because I feel like they would
0: have to go maybe like four,
1: right? Like maybe it's a a lottery situation.
0: Yeah. Like like well, like maybe maybe the top, maybe the arch. I think the archers still, without a doubt, have one. Yeah. Maybe those other two loser bracket teams have two and three, and then I would like slot them in at four. I think that that would make sense. Or you would do. You can't, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll probably figure that out. And maybe it's already out there and I just missed it because there's, you know, we're all learning about this on the fly. Um, But yeah, so, you know, Rabel and and Andy Shea at at the Brooklyn, it could just be, like you said, the meeting of the minds, just two, um, you know, well-respected lacrosse people, both a a guest of Joe at his, barclay center watching his brooklyn nets like maybe it, it's just that or maybe we could have a, a coach Shea in the pll in the near future um but yeah it, it would just be tough the fact that he'll probably be coaching memorial day weekend and then
1: go right right to week one yeah well it's you know he gets to uh it, it, i mean he gets to do what he's good at right so you know Uh, he'd probably give you the standard coach's answer. Like, yeah, you know, I'm so blessed to be able to do this at, you know, collegiate level. And now the professional level, blah, 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 blah. I just be like, yeah, I'm for the boys. That's all I want to hear.
0: Well, Coach A, if you're listening to this, which we know you are, uh, if you do happen to, uh, you know, move over to the PLL, whichever team you do end up coaching, you need to still bring handsome Dan along. Like I I know, maybe maybe we can skip you know when you go to like southern states cuz i know it might be a little too little too warm out there in the summer for handsome dan to be ripping around but you still got to bring him around um all right so listen before we wrap this thing up there is some news in college lacrosse this week uh and it, it's it's not it's not great great yet. it's uh so in in case No one heard the story yet. Uh, A St. John's lacrosse captain was arrested for stabbing and nearly disemboweling his roommate. Um, So, first off, I I just want to put it out there. Neither of us have enough money to afford a lawyer. I don't want to speak for you, Jake, but I I just imagine that maybe you do. Who knows? Man of mystery. But I don't have enough money to afford a lawyer. So, everything that we're, we're saying here... This is all alleged, okay? So, no, I'm, I'm not not stating anything to be a fact. This is just all alleged and basing off of what I'm reading here from the New York Daily News. All right, so if anyone has a problem with this, it's the New York Daily News that is saying this, not me. Uh, so, a St. John's University lacrosse team captain stabbed and nearly disemboweled a roommate during an argument at an unsanctioned frat house, police said Wednesday. Uh, Matthew Stockfeder, 21, is facing assault charges for the Tuesday morning stabbing inside a home uh, a few blocks from campus. The 23-year-old victim, St. John's alum, was living in the apartment with Stockfeder and uh, they, they got into a I'll stop reading from there. But they got into an argument over playing music loudly. Uh, so the one roommate is a St. John's alum. Uh, the they, He allegedly told the other roommate, hey, I have work tomorrow in the, in the morning. Can you please turn the music down? Allegedly, that roommate was very furious with that uh, request and allegedly stormed out of, of the house and went to a, a friend's house down the block. Uh, and then, so from there, allegedly, the roommate who was playing music loudly continued to text the other roommate, uh, you know, just allegedly stirring the pot a little bit. And then that's when the the roommate who was pissed off about the music in the first place went over to this unsanctioned frat house. They allegedly got into a fight, a little little altercation outside. And then the, the Matthew Stockfetter allegedly had a knife, allegedly stabbed the other roommate and allegedly, like so the roommate, is expected to survive. I think he's okay, but allegedly it was very close to hitting a main artery so here's here's what I'm gonna say about this real quick because like personally like I, I hate having to cover this story a little bit just because like for so long, lacrosse was all, anytime lacrosse would get coverage in the media, it was only when a lacrosse player like fucked up. So you know, whether it's Travis you know, Reed. Yeah. Or or like, you know, or, or, or the whole Duke thing. Right. So like yep. anytime that lacrosse was in the media, it wasn't because like lacrosse is a fucking kick-ass sport and they were covering lacrosse because just to cover lacrosse, it was that they were covering lacrosse whenever a lacrosse player would fuck up and something like this. So like that part of this really sucks. But there is a lesson here. All right. So for all you kids out there that are, that are listening to this right now, there's a lesson here and it's, we're all guilty of it. Like when you're a college kid, you go around and you think like, you think you're going to live forever. Right. And like, you never think about any consequences for your actions. You don't think you just do, Um, you know, you kind of think that the world revolves around you and like, like everything's just like, you're just only in the present there. And like, so when you have that mindset, like most of the times you do stupid shit in college and like the worst thing that happens is it ends up on Instagram, it ends up going viral, and then it's just like a little embarrassing for you. But like no one gets seriously injured and no one's life is completely ruined. This kid's life right now is completely fucked. F-U-C-T fucked. Um, like he's not on the lacrosse team anymore, probably not at school anymore. Uh, probably allegedly will be in in court. I get like. Like, this kid's life is fucked because allegedly he was trying to listen to music too loud. And then, like, he allegedly stabbed a kid over loud music. Like, I, I, loud music. You, he allegedly threw his entire life away because he wanted to listen to music loudly on a, on a Monday night. All that is just gone
1: because he allegedly wanted to listen to music. You, you sound, you sound a bit confused or or upset it it just
0: it's so dumb it's so fucking dumb to like have to not have that capacity to be like you know what maybe i could just put in headphones and everything would still be good he'd still be a a, a captain on saint john's you
1: know man uh (laughs) Just the the whole the whole thing is not great. All right. We'll we'll just start that from the top. Not great. That's my comment. Yeah, Conf- that's me. Confirmed. I, that confirmed. Not great. Um, you know, the 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 problem I have, uh, and it, and it and it very much aligns with yours is that, you know, the the subject matter of the debate, loud music. Where is that? Why? What in in what world is that uh worth this much violence? Right, uh, they're not not even not like not even a reasonable, um, like, not even a reasonable like you know. Hey, you know, I I fucked your mom or something like that. It was just over like I bet the guy was playing like it depends on where he's from, but I bet he like was playing Dave Matthews Band too loud or something. Um, there's the well, other, there's
0: no such thing as Dave Matthews Band being too loud. It, it you was, know what?
1: That's it. That's a that's a, uh, I hate Dave Matthews Band. So like, but that's you know we're gonna we'll, we'll have to. Table that for another time because I'm sure we'll get into it about it. Let's just say it was like dead mouse. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's say it was dead mouse or some sort of like you know mind melting music. The problem with that that I have is that stabbing is so personal. Like you, it is like you are in there. Like have you ever? Have you ever stuck a knife in a watermelon? It's yeah. not. It. <laughs> okay. You stuck a knife in a watermelon. Right. It wasn't a rhetorical question. Like you stuck <laughs> a knife in a watermelon. Right. Like they say that. Like. Stabbing somebody is like it makes the same sound and all of that shit as like sticking a knife into a a watermelon. I for one, I usually
0: get the majority of my watermelon pre-cut, but yes, okay,
1: yes. But if, if you have at one point, maybe maybe you're cutting a hole in it to stick a bottle of vodka in it, like everybody did in college or something. But anyway, like it's so it's so personal over something so dumb, you know. And the consequences are absolutely wild, and of course. With the wondrous United States justice system, his bail was five grand for basically almost disemboweling somebody. That's that's horse hockey. That's and yeah, sure, he's probably had no like priors or anything like that, but still, five grand to you. You can get. I know. I know guys who have gotten DUIs and their and their their you know their bond was was ten grand. So whatever, I'm I'm a little bit bitter about the american justice system sometimes but justice system sometimes but regardless uh stabbing over loud music not great not a good look and of course they use this fucking picture from the saint john's website and uh, of course it's like saint john's lacrosse player like they put lacrosse you know and like all caps and shit to make sure, like, oh, their little lacrosse players go yeah. again, just murdering each other and doing they just, drugs. They just put lacrosse in comic Sans. Yeah, they hear the hear the boys go again, just uh, you know driving whoa, whoa, their cars whoa, whoa, around whoa, drunk.
0: Whoa, whoa, the boys were not involved here. All right, the boys <laughs> did nothing. The boys are innocent. This is not.
1: I'm saying that the media always says the boys are at it again, you know, so the media is giving the boys a bad name.
0: Listen, as a lifelong fan of the boys, I will not let them be slandered like this.
1: Well, you're going to have to take that up with what the, uh, it's not the New York times. It's like the off brand New the, York times, or the New York city times or something. The New York daily news. Okay. The, the New York daily news, the Kroger brand of the New York times. Yeah. Doing that hard hitting reporting. Uh,
0: it's just, you know what though? And, and again, Again, just mentioning all alleged at the moment. Nothing that we're saying right now has been proven in a court of law, even though sometimes you can't trust a court of law. But um, another thing, though, is like, dude, the fact that he's a captain of the team, like what is wrong with that program, right? Like Mm. like, you don't just like – no one's just like, hey, I'm a captain. Like you have to be like voted a captain. A coach needs to be like, yeah, this kid is, is captain material. That is a a rough, rough look for St. John's because, dude, try get, like, I St. John's is already a tough school to get recruits to just because of, like, where it's at. Try getting a recruit now. Like, what parent is going to see, is going to be, like, getting, you know, checking the mail, saying that, oh, you know, St. John's is contacting you. Let me look up St. John's across real quick. They see this, and they're like, holy fuck, the captains are allegedly stabbing former players. This is not a program that I'm sending my kid to play for. So like that right there, like the the program is you might you might need to just like flip everything like coaches out of there, team name out of there, team colors out of there. Like you might just need to go complete rebrand at this point.
1: Yeah, as we as we've covered before, not great. And uh, yeah, there you have it. Um, is there anything better
0: that we can talk about to to wrap this thing up?
1: I mean, that you know, did you watch the, the U.S. men's team uh, with the the Joe Nardella goal over Canada in the last few seconds of the game?
0: Dude, uh, did you see how early Marcus Holman was celebrating like yeah. that? So Will Manny throws the you know, little little skip down to Joe Nardella cutting through the crease and like right before the ball gets into Joe stick Marcus Holman's already like hands up sprinting celebrating like the ball wasn't even in the stick yet and he's like yep that's a goal right there
1: well I mean he knows that Nardella is cash from you know inside 10 yards like that's a that's a guy who Nardella is a guy who I think we're gonna see uh running around on offense a little bit more you know gold chain you know swinging and swinging in the in the nice breeze and uh just you know, hitting dimes. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm in on Ardell right now.
0: I think I mentioned this while we were interviewing him, but I am a little bit pissed off at Joe because he's gonna give like so much false hope to other oh faceoff God. specialists out there who like, like they, they win a clamp, they bring it down on a fast break, they hit the point guy, and then they always get so furious when they like hit the point guy and then cut through the crease and you don't hit them back. Like they get so fear, and like every time it's like, dude, you're a fucking face off. Like, look at your stick. There's no way I'm giving you this ball right now, yep. so that you can what? Just like, just piss send, it away. Just pit or or just send it like six inches into the ground. But for a guy like Joe Nardella, like Will Manny didn't even think twice about giving him the ball. He's like, yep, there goes Nardog cutting through the crease. This is this is money right here. Let me hit him up with this dime and see you later, Canada. So. Joe Nardella is, let, let's just say, he is a freak. He is a unicorn, okay? All you other face-off specialists out there, th- there might be like another two or three of you, but, but Joe Nardella is the unicorn. He's right now the only face-off specialist that I want to stay on the field and play a little six-on-six.
1: Yeah, that's, that's about it. Well, who was the other one from uh, Denver? Chase Carraro?
0: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah,
1: Carraro. He stayed on. He stayed on after. Uh, um, he he, play, he played a little bit of offense. He's the only other one. Everybody else can shut up. Um,
0: also, Penn State was playing in that whole like, yeah, that whole um, Mac O'Keefe and Amen already doing
1: Jesus just Christ silly silly things to defenses. Um, that is, they're like Kobe and Shaq. Like they're they're having they're putting up Kobe and Shaq type highlights already. Except like except like they're both Kobe although no I guess Grant doesn't
0: really shoot Max Max definitely Kobe cuz he's like yep. sh- shoot first kind of guy but I mean dude it, it, they're they're bullies that's all they are is they they go out there and they just make defensemen look absolutely horrible and now with you know how good like the cameras are on the sidelines where you can just get these unreal unreal footage for highlights like you know high def and you're just watching these poor you know, some all American defensemen just getting put through the ringer by these two studs at Penn State. It's um it's it's tough to watch sometimes. You you feel bad, but it's also just absolutely absurd what they can do.
1: I think we're in for a real fun season watching Penn State. You know, I think a couple guys were talking. Um I I say couple guys. It was the guys commentating on the the USA Canada game. I didn't catch who it was, but I mean it's kind of hilarious that you kind of have to give Penn State the preseason number one, uh, just based on the season that they had last year. You kind of just have to give that to them, like, oh, they they didn't win the championship, you know, they got to the semifinals, but like, they're probably the number one team right now, like outright. Yeah, so, I, I mean, think that's funny.
0: Yeah, it's it's when when you're gonna score like 25 goals a game, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to lose. That could be famous last words, who knows? Um, but yeah, so that should be all we have for this week's episode. Like I mentioned, we're not gonna be back like on, on, a, on a weekly basis, but uh, you know, anytime that something happens in the world of lacrosse, we will get back on the mics. Maybe, uh, you know, do us a favor and uh, on, on either Twitter or Instagram, hit us up in the DMs. We are at The Crease Dive. Just let us know what you would like to hear from, uh, you know, during this off season. Obviously, The NLL regular season is coming up, but if there's anything or or any, you know, players out there that you would like to hear from between then and now, uh, hit us up in the DMs at The Crease Dive. Let us know, and we'll try to make something happen. Uh, But in the meantime, we are going to be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out.